Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. This week's episode is a little bit different. Meet Helen Rose. Helen came to the studio to network and learn from the Another Idea family and she put herself out there. And before you know it, she's only in the guest seat for today's podcast. Helen's story is full of adversity, challenges and relatability whilst everyone just lives their best life on Instagram, which we all know isn't always the case. There are a couple of really tough stories in here, but stories that carry so much value and importance for all of us. So we can't wait to hear your takeaways from this week's episode. Let's go, team. They hate it. No, I've not heard much singing from you. You really don't want to. Oh, you do. You really don't want to. Um, we are another idea. We are another idea. We're a podcast for creatives and entrepreneurs. That want to level up their business. Yes, indeed. So if you're here for the first time, welcome. Great welcome to have indeed. you here. Yeah. Give us a little shout out. Give us a review. Do yeah. all that nice, lovely stuff that yeah. says... Hey, thanks, guys. We see you. We really appreciate your free content that you're producing for us. Yeah. That's great expense to you both. And we're not... <laughs> well, well, well. Yeah. He, he's going straight in. And I was going to say as well, but hopefully we'll deliver the goods as well, Sam. Yes, hopefully we we'll deliver the goods yeah. well, I mean, we, a good episode. We both, we both take stuff away from the episode. So I'm, I'm hoping that other people listening are taking stuff away. Yes. And feeling, feeling inspired because, you know, you and I both know that when you're self-employed and you're working by yourself, sometimes it can just be a little bit lonely, can't it? Mm-hmm. It's and, okay, Sam, I'm here. Yeah, I know, I know, I know you've got me, I know you've got my back. But sometimes it's just nice, I mean, you know, just even like five, six years ago, these things didn't mm-hmm. really exist, did they? You just, you know, got your head down, got on with your work, but yeah. actually it's just opened up a whole new world, hasn't How it? How do photographers survive all really those hours know. of editing? I don't know. Um, but, but yeah, hopefully we just give people a little bit of light-hearted yeah. entertainment with a bit of substance to back it up. Indeed. Yeah. So what's happening in the, another idea world well eagle so we've um we've committed to whilst we're recording this we haven't actually pulled it all together. well we have almost pulled it all together haven't we we're mm-hmm. doing a what have we called it 
it's we've not like called a styled it. workshop day, yeah. isn't it? So for the very first time, we are hosting a um, a full day wedding photography workshop mm-hmm. with a little bit of a twist in that it isn't just a styled shoot. It's going to take the form of an entire wedding. Yeah. So we're doing two days in Oxfordshire. Yeah. So one group one day, one group the next day. And you will um, have the opportunity to come and shoot and work with myself and Igor um, with two different couples throughout different parts of the day. Um, and we're opening it up to 20 people each day, aren't we? Yeah, and yeah. That is it. And you go from beginning to end. It'll be in groups of 10 or so. Yeah. And There'll one... Be little breakaway little workshops in between as well. Exactly. So we'll that's what I was going to say. That's, that's what I'm really excited about. It's not just the styled shoot element of it but it will be educational you'll be able to get images from the beginning to the end of a wedding day and then we'll sit down and what we're going to do next with these images yeah that's it have a good laugh yeah Um, (laughs) can't get enough of each other no Um, but yeah no we've we've never really done it we've never really done a workshop before like well we've both done workshops individually individually yeah never never really embraced the styled workshop side of uh, Mm -hmm. of of the education um, but I think the reason we've decided to pursue this is because we can kind of see that there's a bit of a gap in that most art workshops don't tend to take the form of what is a, a traditional wedding in the sense mm-hmm. of, you know, you don't get to really kind of document the, the prep side of it, the ceremony, the dance floor, you know, and we're like, well, how can we, can we, can we offer something? And yeah. we've managed to get an incredible venue in Oxfordshire. Yeah. An incredible um, team. We've both worked out and both really excited to be at. Yeah. And um, we've we've got a couple of models together already, and mm-hmm. we've got a florist and a stylist, and yeah, really excited, aren't we, to yeah. to host it and to see where it see where it goes. So hopefully, when this episode drops, you will have seen it already over social. It would have gone out on the mailing list. Mm-hmm. It may already be sold out, Igor. <laughs> Could be. We'll see. We'll see indeed. But yeah, on with today's episode. And this one wasn't planned, was it, Igor? No. You love you throwing wanna, rogue things wanna, on me, don't you? Do you want to cue up what's happened? I hate it when he does this. <laughs> we got stood up, didn't we? I absolutely hate we got it. Stood up. <laughs> so we'd originally got a guest planned in for this time, this time slot for the yeah. day, and it's, yeah, for, for for no fault, they they had to reschedule and yeah. they, but they dropped out a few days ago, and that's fine. And then by coincidence, we'd also got Helen here, who was won a competition a few probably a few months ago to come yeah. and spend the day in the studio. Yeah. And it just so happens that today was the day she was coming. And then just very randomly, when I told her that there was going to be a bit of a gap in the day, she was like, well, I'll, I'll, do, I'll, it. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll give it a go. I'll do it. I can talk about me. I'll shoot my shots. So she sent me a message yesterday. I'm just going to, whilst you, whilst you carry on, I'm just going to yeah, load yeah, the yeah. message up because it, it was like, yeah, just let's do this. It is the most random thing that probably I've ever done. Yeah, this time yesterday, I wasn't bargaining on sitting here, was I? <laughs> Nope, you're on the. Yeah. You're just gonna be on the sofa I'm watching. Like, oh yeah, I'll just chill for the day, not look after my kids. It'll be great. Uh, I'll just receive from the guests and in Simon Eagle, but no, <clears throat> now she's on the hot yeah. seat, and then, ready and to then, give. And then I sent because I don't know who actually saw the message. It was I wasn't me. Sure I saw it. Who yeah, yeah. I, was it okay? Because. Because it started I, off with, it's a story of a woman overcoming <laughs> chronic fatigue syndrome whilst using photography as a therapeutic outlet. And once yeah. we started about that, I was like, yeah, let's just get her on board. Let's just have a chat. <laughs> it was a long like, message. You did send me quite, it was you quite a lengthy message. I'm not going to read it all out. <laughs> It'll spoil um, it. Spoilers. <laughs> but there was a bit where my your husband nearly died yeah, in intensive was a bit care. Of that as well. um, you've got four children. Um, just it's quite a 
like, yeah. There was, there was like, it's you went to Derby life. Uni? It's just life. I went to Derby Uni. So, yeah? Yeah. Straight in. So, here you are. I am. Sat in front of us. Yeah. Helen Rose Photo. Yeah. Helen Rose Photography. So, yeah. What would you like to know? <laughs> Where shall we begin? What's your name? Where are you from? <laughs> so I'm Helen Rose. I live in Sheffield currently. Um, well, south side of Sheffield. So it's the Yorkshire, Derbyshire border, which is right next to the Peak District, which my husband's a cyclist. So I absolutely loves the Peak District. We thought moving to Derby, we'd be in the Peak District. We are nowhere near the Peak District. It's the kind it, of gateway. It's like. the gateway to the Peak District, really. That's so yeah, we were here in Derby um, about six, seven, eight years. Um, bought a house, renovated it. I went back to uni, um, did commercial photography here. And then we ended up in Sheffield because my husband was approached by somebody he knew to buy um, a bike shop in Sheffield. So we did that, moved to Sheffield. Probably the best thing. It's so strange how these series of events seem to happen in your life to put you in certain situations. Um, and at the time you're thinking, oh my goodness, is this really what's going on? Should we be doing this? And you just have to go with it. And that's why I thought, you know, this opportunity has come up to do the podcast. Let's yeah. just go with it. You don't know where these things lead to. Yeah. You don't Absol know what's going to happen Absolutely that. And me and Igor spoke this morning, didn't we? And we were just like, that's, that's the intro right there, isn't it? About people kind of often find themselves, they, they find... They find themselves asking, oh, how did so-and-so get that? How did they get on that? And sometimes you've just got to seize an opportunity. Yeah, I think so. Or, or sometimes just ask for it, or both. Mm. Seize an opportunity and ask for it. Yeah, that's it. You, know, you um, might be regretting it, though, in the next yeah. hour. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not. We've, we've had a good amount of conversations with you throughout the day, which we get your vibe, and it's great. So, no, we're seriously looking forward to, to this. Um, but just tell us a bit about you in terms of, like, your creative journey into... How are you finding yourself today as a wedding photographer? Yeah, so it's an interesting one because I know when I've listened to some of the podcasts already, um, like when taking it all the way back to being at school, I wasn't seen as a creative person at school. I was good at maths, I was good at music, I was good at science, I was good at all of those traditionally academic subjects. So art, I couldn't draw, so... I think I was just, you know, put to one side, you're not an artist. So I believed I wasn't an artist, but art is not, and creativity is not just about drawing, is it? And we all know nope. that, but I just felt like those doors were closed at a really young age for me. So I just- Which is really sad. It's really sad. You know, because you, really you, you, you won't have just been alone in that no, feeling no, or that not place. At all. I think that is systemic of- of our society and culture and around education is that we, we, yeah. we we're very Box quick. People. We're very quick to put oh, yeah. people in that box, In boxes, yeah. yeah. And yeah, you can't draw. So that means you're not artistic. And that's just really sad. So for me- you know, like You get put on a, a line yeah. then. You're on a belt then, aren't you? Once you're yeah. put in that, well, you're good at science, English, maths. So that's it, yeah, you that's are, it. You are yeah. off. You're going in one I direction. I was going to study maths at uni. That was like- what what I was going to be doing and if I think about that now my mind is just like whoa as if like I don't think I could have actually yeah survived. I'm exactly the same <laughs> I was going to do forensic criminology um yeah exactly the same thing sort of like sciencey and yeah but I just a lab. feel like it, that's probably what's expected of you it's, it's mm. the traditional way of thinking isn't it it's the nine to five jobs it's the things that you've spoken about on other podcasts with other people but for me I can't see you keeping a straight face on the time scene <laughs> 
in your love in your love coat like sniggering oh what's what's happened here then <laughs> So yeah, going home. You won't believe the shit I've seen today. <laughs> Sam. So, Igor. <laughs> Studio Ninja. Yeah, let's just talk let's talk a little bit about our sponsor. And I was wondering about what we need to say in this little section because I really want to talk about just how vital it is to my business. And yeah. one thing that came up recently was in my own business was that I was thinking about whether I need to get a VA on board. Mm-hmm. Like, do I need somebody that's gonna help me just, you know, perform some of the admin tasks? And when I looked at it and I re- it really boiled down to what do I need somebody on board for, I realised that I don't actually do much admin. Yeah. And I don't do much admin purely because of Studio Ninja. Yeah. Everything's automated. Yeah, my invoices, my diary, my questionnaires that I send out. Email templates. Cha- email templates, chasing up invoices. Yeah, everything's fully automated to the point where it doesn't take a huge amount of my time anyway. So it kind of defeats the whole point of a VA. So for me, it is a very integral part of my business. Yeah. And... I think when you're running a business, you're self-employed like we are, mm-hmm. you know, being efficient, yeah. being productive, making sure that things run in the right order. If you find yourself doing any kind of repeat task, you have to say to yourself, why am I repeating this? Automate it. Um, and if you can automate it, then that's it. And that's really where Studio Ninja fits in with me and my business. And they have very kindly given us a discount code, haven't they, for this podcast? So yeah. what's that discount code, Igor? Another idea. And another idea gets you 50% off your first annual subscription yeah so it's just a no-brainer i mean i wouldn't even be hanging around just go and look at you just go and do it right now but thank you very much guys for sponsoring this podcast we love you we appreciate you keep it up we love studio ninja i so i decided to go to um to university to be a primary school teacher um and specialize in maths um but unfortunately i got scarlet fever uh, as a teenager couldn't catch up with the weeks that I'd missed with maths. So that meant that I then failed my A-level maths, which again is really sad that nobody said to me, just repeat the year. Like, I just felt like these options were taken away. away. Mm. Um, But I mean, I wouldn't be on this route that I am now if if I had done that though. So there's everything happens for a reason. I'm a strong believer in that. And I know that this route is not, it's not the, yeah. It's not linear. It's a messy one. it's, it's It's really. It's really not linear at all. Um, So I was at uni, went to do primary school teaching. And during my third year out of four, I I contracted glandular fever. So I'm I'm good at getting these fevers. Um, I got glandular fever and I didn't recover from that properly. And that developed into chronic fatigue syndrome, which I was then diagnosed with about nine or 10 months after. So it's... It's a physical thing. It's a physical thing that then will affect you mentally as well. So you just, in a nutshell, don't have any energy at all. So I just thought I hadn't recovered from glandular fever properly. And I was at uni trying to do like, obviously live the uni life, have um, have a job in a nursery at the same time as doing my teacher training and obviously everything got a bit too much and one day literally in the in the summer um my second year uh, third year sorry of of uni I literally couldn't get out of bed one day and it was almost like I had um kind of like a bit of a breakdown I just I could not get out of bed that next day and that met with a lot of skepticism as well Mm. some some of my friends didn't actually believe that I wasn't well like they just thought, oh, she's putting it on, she's been lazy, she's just wanting a 
like you know a bit of time out or things like that but just having a lie in yeah a bit bit more than that a bit more extreme yeah yeah like people would call me lazy and I think that became a bit of a trigger word for me um during that time because Mm. I'm not a lazy person at all my head is thinking of a million things at once my body just couldn't keep up with it and it was really sad because I had all this ambition I had all these things I wanted to do but I couldn't do them I I literally would I'd have to plan in not even that day but in the week when I'd be showering because after a shower it would wipe me out and I couldn't then get out of bed I couldn't do anything um my muscles would ache I'd feel sick um it was likened to um you know like a phone battery so when you're using your apps on your phone, the more apps you've got open, the quicker your battery runs out. It's a bit like that with your body. So if I was having conversations with people, if I was and had music on in the background at the same time, if, mm. if, um, and then, not just and then your I was body, but your no, senses it was as well. Everything. It was a sensory overload. It was mm. too much. I couldn't, I, I, I was so sensitive to noise. I'd have to have my hands over my ears sometimes. Um, I was dating my now husband at the time. Um, He knew me just before I got ill and then during being ill. Um, And he'd have to wheel me around with like shops in wheelchairs. Um, We actually did get married during me being um, not well. And he took a massive gamble thinking about it, marrying me because who knows if I was gonna get better or not. And he was willing to do that, which, which speaks volumes to me about the kind of person that he is. But I also think he might have wanted to go on bike rides and leave me in bed. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know. There's an ulterior motive. Didn't work says. out, did it, for him? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so there'd be times that he'd go to work and I just couldn't get out of bed for, even for a drink of water. He'd have to leave me packed lunches by the bed um, just so I'd eat some things during the day. Everything, life just was too much. And it's interesting now, like after COVID, that people who have are suffering with long COVID, um, there's a lot of similarities there between that and chronic fatigue syndrome and ME. Um, so there's more research that's going into it now. And where are you at now? So I I say that I don't have it. Um, I, it was a risk having my first child because with some people I knew that it could trigger them to be worse. And with some I'd heard stories and read stories that it helped them to get better. So I was at a point where I was gradually getting better. I mean, I there's a lot of self-help um, and reading and your own research and things like this when it has to come to do with the chronic illness that people, doctors didn't even know a lot about. So, so with that, um, I, I really was strict on my diet, having an organic diet and watching what I ate and, um, and just mo- like monitoring the amount of activity that I do. I decided during that time to go and do a, an AS level in photography as a bit of an outlet because going from doing so much to then doing nothing at all, that messes with your head, really messes with your head. And I needed something just to keep me going. So I thought, okay, I'll sign up for this. Um, I did an AS level in textiles at first and I could cope with that for a year. So I decided to then um, do an AS in photography. So it's just a couple of hours a week, um, get myself there. And it was really therapeutic. I was able to um, use it as an outlet 
for how I was feeling. And um, and then ultimately I thought, oh, wow, you know, I could go into arts therapy or something like that with this. Um, but at the time, you know, you just, again, your mind's thinking of a million things at once and you just have to just slow down, take it slowly, you know, go with the flow, see how it is. Um, and, and that's when um, I ended up doing a second year, um, making it an A-level. And then we decided to move to Derby. And uh, there was the foundation degree in commercial photography that I think some of your guests have also been on and didn't rate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the ones. Yeah, um, but for me, I'm seeing it from a different angle because it worked for me with what I needed at that time. Um, I wasn't going back to uni to get my degree. I was doing it more as a help Outlet. and a therapy and an out. Yeah. And something that I thought, oh, I could make some money one day, maybe with this. Um, and I did get the occasional uh, person ask me, you know, how it is. Oh, you're, you're doing photography. Can you photograph my wedding? So I did, I did have that from quite early on. And I just had to really pace myself, like really strip it back. Mm. Am I capable of doing this? Yes, I am. And I could do it. And, um, and as that went on at uni, and I, my husband and I were ready. We were young. We got married at 23. We were young. Um, and a couple of years later, we're like, I think I want to have a baby. And having my first child was a risk. It was a gamble. But it was one that paid off because I almost feel, I don't know, again, there's not enough research about chronic fatigue syndrome. But I feel like kind of re-scrambled my body in mm. some way, whether it's hormones or or, or what, bacteria, I, I don't know, um, in a way to cure me. So I always think having my first child, um, after having him, I was absolutely knackered, absolutely shattered, but it was healthy. <laughs> and it felt like a really healthy, tired. And I just I remember just feeling on cloud nine, even though I was shattered, just because it was a really nice, healthy feeling of tiredness compared to, feeling like I'd been run over by a bus. So so I think from having him onwards, that's how I I would I'd say from then on, I, I incredible. haven't had chronic fatigue syndrome. I mean, I'm not the kind of person that's ever gonna run a marathon. Um, I know my limits, <laughs> I know my limits, but I know that I can do the things I want to do now, which yeah. is really nice, but I, I never want to forget what I've gone through because yeah. I think that journey is really important. Do, you, here. do you find it that it's sort of like, was it sort of like a hundred percent thing or sometimes do you get any sort of like um, effects of it still still around? Well, I only think there are effects because you put them on yourself. Um, as in you can get like, I think we all can be prone to burnout. We all can mm. be prone to things because we're of the mindset where if you're a hard worker and you want to do things, you just keep going and you don't stop sometimes and you have to know where your limits are. You have to know when to stop. And I think that's a really valuable, like valuable lesson to learn. And um, sometimes people learn that lesson later on in life. I think we all learn it probably at different times. Yeah. I unfortunately had a really debilitating um, illness to to learn that mindset. But I think it's all about mindfulness. It's all about looking after yourself, making sure you're okay and knowing your limits, not taking too much on, but then seizing the opportunity when there's something that presents, presents itself, I guess. Yeah, yeah. What does that look like for you in terms of like, sort of like seeing the the sort of like warning signs? Is there quite something quite specific for you personally or not so much? 
Yeah, it, it's it's funny because I think at different points it can be different mm. things because like mine and my husband's journey hasn't been an easy one necessarily. I don't think anybody's life journey is easy. I'm not. I'm not. No, we going to put anything any anyone down or anything like that. But I just think we've. It's been really interesting because we've um, we've now got four children and um, our second child, he he had major eye surgery um, at the same time that my third one was also having treatment because he was born with club foot. Um, and I briefly mentioned to you what club foot was mm -hmm. before. I don't know if I can really ex I'll explain it briefly, but... Um, it's supposed to be the the biggest birth defect in in children and um for him it just affected one foot but it can affect both so instead of you being born with both your feet obviously straight one of his feet was completely curled up and if you look at photographs now mm. it looks as though um it looked broken um so as a baby your bones are still developing so you can manipulate them and that's what they did he they put a little um when he was two weeks old they put a cast on his foot and they just would manipulate his foot every week, yeah, move it around. And he'd have boots and bars for then a couple of years. Um, and and with that, like, oh my goodness. Um, that actually, <laughs> the, uh, my story is just like so muddled in so many places because during the time that all of this was happening, this, I couldn't have gone through that alone. I was glad that my husband had the job that he had um, dare I say I was glad because he was actually closing down mm. um, the shop that he'd bought in, in Sheffield because it, it didn't work out. A few other shops popped up at the same time, which just meant the market was saturated. So he had to close. What was it on? Um, it was a cycle shop. It was, yeah, mountain bikes, road bikes, uh, BMXs. And, and, so, and so he was closing that, that down and was literally taking phone calls like, uh, like, 10 minutes after I gave birth like to talk to bailiffs talk to other people it, yeah, it was like it was it was a stressful time but I was so glad that he had that flexibility to be with me during all those appointments for my son so it's just so strange how like there's positives and all yeah, the negatives yeah. that go on but why does it have to happen like that why can't it be an easier route do you know what I mean so um but his my husband's attitude to things um has really affected affected me with my life because I think I can be more negative over things I can worry about things and his attitude is why worry about the things you can't control like just don't and he just has this miraculous way of just not letting him bother him and thinking I want some of that yeah can we have a slice <laughs> of that please yeah so yeah you, and I think it's about surrounding yourself with people that help build you up with your friends, your people you, you associate with. It's really important um, to, yeah, to be around people that really strengthen you and not pull you down. Because life is hard. Life is really hard. So. It's amazing. <laughs> Quite a story, isn't yeah. it? I know, and that's only a, that's only a tiny bit Yeah, there. Yeah, we barely touched it really in some ways. But um, so you had your first child. Yeah. And at that sort of stage, you uh were you still at uni then i was at uni yeah. so i had him in my christmas holidays <laughs> <laughs> like i think it was my second year 
Yeah, I had him in my Christmas holidays. I remember my water's breaking and being like, oh no, I need to hand in this essay. So I quickly like emailed my tutor and I'm like, <laughs> I, oh, I don't think I'm gonna be able to make the deadline, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, it's fine, you can have a baby. So I had him and they were so good. They were really flexible. And he was like textbook baby, he was a dream. He just slept and they said, bring him into lectures. And he just literally slept in the corner. That's really good at the university. They were, re yeah, really, they were really supportive. So, so I've got a different story on, on the <laughs> yeah. course to other people because of that. So that really helped me. And they even talked me then into doing a top up year to make it a full degree. So, which I did. I, but you weren't a creative. No, I'm not a creative. Not now. Why did you? Why did you? Why did you pursue it? What was the, what was the call? What made you, kind of push through that barrier and break well, down that wall? Well, yeah, it was just because it was my therapeutic outlet to begin with, and then I realised, oh, I'm quite good at this. I enjoy this. There's certain aspects of this I find easier than others. Um, I mean, we all take different routes. I think with photography. For some people, they find landscapes much easier, don't they, than photographing people. But for me, I'm a people's person and I just found that much easier to do. And I think when I was at, at uni, I then started photographing children. And at the time I thought, oh, I might go down the child fashion route. Um, but then I did my, my full degree, had another child then. And I'm thinking, mm, too much hard work going down that child fashion route. I'm gonna do things that I, whilst, whilst I'm trying to juggle being a mom and a career, I'm gonna do the things that come much easier to me to begin with. So I photograph families and move into Sheffield then, being close to the Peak District, that seemed to be the thing that I did. I photographed families in the Peak District. Um, and yeah, that, that took a lot of my time. Um, but we were talking about childcare as well earlier and how expensive childcare <laughs> is and wanting to um, to just be there, be the mom, um, look after the kids. So this is a good tip as well. Um, I had a friend in Derby and then found a friend in Sheffield in a similar similar situation. And we decided to almost do a childcare swap. So I'd have their child for a day or two a week and then they'd have mine um, so that you, we could both work. Um, and that actually was a godsend. It really like helped us both out and it helped us both out financially as well. Um, it's just a nice way of, of helping each other out and finding somebody yeah, in a similar situation to you. Um, because it is, it's it, it's a hustle. It's hard to raise a family and to have a career. And I decided to keep going and have a couple more kids as well. So it's to my own stupidity, but that's amazing. <laughs> I enjoy it. So I, I didn't want to miss out on that. So now all my children are at school. I made the decision last year um, to to go for to go for it to go the actual route I want to take and that's weddings I feel like I've come full circle in some ways but I feel like I've really found myself like only last year it feels like it's a recent thing um I mean 
I absolutely love taking family photos, but I think as soon as I niche down, not not just weddings, but the kind of weddings that I photograph are more me, um, in the locations in in yeah around outdoor like really outdoorsy. My style's quite organic and earthy, and so that just translates to particular venues. I think, um, and with that, it, it's exciting. It, it excites me, and yeah, I'm yeah. I'm really yeah looking forward now. I'm just going full throttle at, at what I'm what I I love. So it's no, very exciting. That's that's really exciting to see, and even even beforehand, whilst whilst we were chatting and stuff, all around all around food I was very much looking at your feed and and it just makes sense now now that you say what you said because I can very much see that it's it's almost like a you see a, a, a stage within your feed where whew, things just kind of like level up in some yeah. ways and you get a very clear sort of like vision in terms of your work and everything else say so, no I'm excited for you I'm excited for for what you will bring to your business and how you're going to do it really it's it's exciting to see really when someone's sort of like raring to go and at the same time yeah, it comes across very clearly doesn't it yeah i know it's weird though because i've taken photos of weddings for like 14 15 years mm. now but like the way i'm doing it now i feel like i really know I'm more direct in, in what i want to do and i almost feel like a newbie again it's really strange <laughs> sometimes sometimes yeah. people have those those that that kind of sense of um, direction comes, you know, very quickly within mm. a few months. Sometimes it comes years down the line, and it's just you seem to be somebody that's very self-aware, mm. and you've just obviously recognised at some point that now this is where you're going to lean into, and 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 you know that yeah, level up that Igor talks about doesn't just happen either. Like you, you have to go through the process yeah. of yeah, experimenting, practicing, re- and then repeating it, repeating it, repeating it. Um, I I'm think people these like days, you know, more often than not, want quick, instant results, and they try and find the shortest term to that. But sometimes you need to put the work in, and yeah, you need to get things right. wrong. You need to figure things out. You need to, you know, play around with it a little bit. Yeah, because I don't think you feel fully comfortable. And I know there's other people out there that try and just copy somebody else, um, and it just doesn't work. It, it it doesn't work. You, everyone's individual. You're your own person, aren't you? Um, and you have to you have to really find yourself. And I feel like maybe I hadn't had the opportunity to find myself because I have been busy. You've with, had four children. With, you've been, with you've four definitely been kids, busy. Yeah. I've yeah. been busy. Yeah, it's, it's really hard. And, and then dare I say it through lockdown and homeschooling. Oh my goodness. That was a eye opener and a half. Um, I honestly don't know. I'm just glad I couldn't work through lockdown because I don't know how people managed to survive that were working and looking after their kids. I mean, I wanted four kids, but I didn't want to look after them. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um but no it it, it's and then then through lockdown my husband had an accident which put another little spin on things as well so so as though though things weren't challenging enough (laughs) yeah um yeah he he went on a, a bike ride as he as he does and then on his way home he was literally like so close to home um he, a road bike yeah road bike he collided with a car and went over the bonnet his face smashed the curb shattered his jaw fractured his larynx his voice yeah. box and um and his ribs up here so it's literally it went on the side of his face um and it's locked down it's locked down like i got a phone call because he luckily he was with some of his friends so they could call the ambulance and get him in an ambulance got a phone call 
from from one of his friends to say, oh, Adam's, he's all right. He's just, you know, Classic he's okay. Classic thing to do. Just, just play it down. He's okay. He's all right. He's okay. You know, he'll there's be just, out before you know it. There's just teeth all over the road, but he's all right. Just ring the hospital in a bit, they said, to find out because I couldn't go in. No one could go with him. Um, I've got his bike, which he was happy about. Is, is my bike all right? I knew, I knew that's what he'd ask, first question. Is my bike all right? Um, so... I was I was out getting ready for one of my children's birthdays um, the next day. I'm like, oh my goodness, right? Okay, we've got to deal with this now. So, so to cut a really long story short, um, it was really bad. He was in intensive care. He was fighting for his life that night. Like we've spoken about it afterwards, and he he said he he he's never obviously had to feel like every breath he was taking was to fight to stay alive. And that's what was going on because everything was just smashed in. He had a mm. tracheostomy so he could breathe through his throat. But um, with that, some days I was going in cause I was allowed to go in an hour a day um, in lockdown and it was just just me. Um, no one else could go either. And it was tough to see him like that. One day the doctors would say, cause, cause some are so like, optimistic and try and like give you like the positive view and some are just really straight laced aren't they and and some obviously want you to know the full picture or some don't say anything at all so so one day I'd have um a doctor say he might not speak again um because of the operation he's had yeah um, and on his voice box um but then oh my goodness he was just so lucky that he actually had his accident on the day he had it because there were specialists there for the specialists for his for his jaw and his voice box, two separate ones instead of the same person operating on both. They'd have just put a metal plate in his throat and he wouldn't speak. So luckily there was the right person on call. Wow. Um, and she said, no, I'll try this new technique. Uh, which she did and he's speaking it's like it is an actual miracle one day he was told he wouldn't and then when I went in the next day he was he was had his voice he was talking he was talking to the the nurses and mm. um, I think it just shocked everybody but again it's like I think it's the power of your mind and he wasn't going to let it beat him mm. he was determined I'm going to get out of here as soon as I can and I think it is all about your attitude yeah. how much how much does that alter your perspective on your weight i'm just trying to think of like the impact this has on on you and i suppose your business and your career like the yeah. it must give you a lot of a, a, just a totally different perspective on life and maybe when things get a little bit tough in business and life that yeah. you kind of have this point of reference to say nah, i'm okay that. it's yeah. all right i think Survive so that, you so. have to go th you have to go through hard things to feel like you can cope with hard things though yeah um but yeah no totally like just think bring it on bring it on <laughs> bring it on we can cope with it I mean yeah you, what are you going to do if you don't cope with it though you just yeah what's I mean, going to happen I'm thinking what's of like, people, people that might be listening that probably you know that the 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 incidents you've talked about are I think most people would say life they're, you know, they're, they're life changing they're and you've not just had one of them you've had two or three of them and they're traumatic and I'm not maybe gonna... not three or four, maybe, maybe three or four of them yeah. they're all quite quite extreme but yeah but I, I suppose what, what I'm trying to get at is that under normal times when you're in a business and you're self-employed and you've not had those experiences, 
and you don't have that sort of reference point. Yeah, that's it. You don't have that reality check to say, hold on, let me just put this into a bit of perspective. Like, this is okay. If you don't have that, it can almost, those tough like times can, like, can build up and they can and be, just they can be all, all consuming. Yeah. You know, and I'm not saying that it's been an easy ride and we're just like, no, oh, of course yay, not. yay, you no. fractured your throat. No, but, but I, okay. I imagine in but, your, yeah. your day-to-day life or your, you know, maybe when business isn't going maybe to the plan that you want it to go to, that mm. maybe your response to that might be very different to someone else's response. I think so, because at the end of the day, you have your health, don't you? I yeah. mean, I've got my health. I'm yeah. lucky to be doing what I'm doing. My husband can talk. He's He's now got, um it decided again he was he was working in london um setting up cycle workshops and now we're just reining it back he's doing that from home instead because what's more important like mm. well it was like what david was saying about time 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 is, is currency it's it's really really valuable and especially if you've got your children you want to be around them you want to see them grow up and you want to give the your children the opportunities you just have to live your life and i think when you come through those, especially, um, yeah, life-changing experiences, you just realise how valuable your life is, and you just got you could just got to go for it. Just got to go for it. Life's too short. Yeah, it's amazing yeah. to hear. And, and I think as well, I'd, I'd hope that this will almost kind of, I suppose, inspire or encourage people that maybe have neglected their health a little bit, which we're all guilty of doing from mm. time to time, aren't we? We're all kind of. We get busy and, you know, we think, oh, it's got to work, got to work, got to work. But yeah. actually sometimes I think that you've made me think about it. It's like just the importance of making sure that you just take a little bit of time for yourself. Just to, down. Just to look after your own mm. health and your own well-being. Mm. Um, because, you know. You like just don't want to burn out. About, you know, if you don't have your health or your well-being, you don't have a business, period. Yeah, because I did burn out after my husband had had his accident. I was concentrating so much on, like, making sure he was okay looking after the kids as I'm homeschooling and just, you know, you've got to keep going, you've got to keep going. That actually after three to six months, I then burnt out myself and I didn't realize what was going on with me because I'm thinking, you know, it's a bit of a selfish thing that I'm now getting ill and wanting the attention even though he's been in hospital. Um, but I think I, I completely advocate having counseling as well, like just to get everything out for your mental state, for your physical state, you've got to look after your mind and your body. And I, I, I went through a period during that time I had burnout and it was my counselor that pointed out that that's what it was that I had. And then once you, you realize that, you then you can put these things in place and oh yeah, this makes sense. Cause we didn't have the things that we do naturally in everyday life in lockdown. We don't have like those girly lunches out and the conversations that you have with people and and things yeah, that you just- Yeah, completely different outlets, isn't it? Yeah, and, and it's it was, I don't know if it was the same for you guys, but it was a massive, massive like <laughs> route of discovery that yeah, lockdown. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was... lockdown business. Um, I'm definitely not going to be a primary school teacher. <laughs> Did you not enjoy definitely that? Definitely not. Definitely not going to be a primary school Because how old were yours when you were in lockdown? Uh, nine and five. Yeah, so oh, was that like reception? Four? Yeah. <laughs> Learning to read. Eight and, eight and four, not that. Yeah, it was yeah. tough. It was tough. It, it, yeah, let's not repeat those days. But it was tough for them as well. It was tough for them as well, but yeah, we don't need to. Don't dread <laughs> the past, yeah. do we? Yeah. But yeah, it's um 
And what's the good stuff now? Where's, like, what, where's the... Where's your business at now? How are you feeling about the future so, and going forward with, with so, her and Rose? Yeah. So as I said last year, um, I knew my youngest was going to school. So I'd have all this time when they're in school um, to be able to finally concentrate and do the editing and do all the things that, that are part of um, a we- being a wedding photographer. So at the beginning of the last year, I just thought, right, this is it. I'm making the switch. We're going full steam ahead. Um, and it's great. I even signed up to your you did, workshop, yeah. Sam. Yeah. <laughs> um, your online workshop, which again, it's brilliant because it's all about what I love more than anything is is the mindfulness side of things and the belief. And it's almost, yeah, it's, it's yeah. just telling yourself you can do it. Yeah, yeah of course it is. You I can think, do I it. I think so many people have those limiting mm. beliefs that, yeah. you know, you talked about at the very beginning with being told from a very early age, you're not creative. Yeah. But so you just everybody's take Everybody's creative. Exactly. Everybody's got it in them to be creative. And I think it just needs, again, other professionals to be friendly to you. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah. Because when I first started out, uh, was it a similal time that you started 14 mm. something years ago? Yeah. 13 for me did you feel like other photographers were friendly towards you they were there weren't as many (laughs) no as many there definitely were people that were more open but it was i think it was was quite cagey and you you were viewed as competition and and i think now it's a much nicer it's a lot more open isn't it yeah it's definitely yeah without doubt and with that you're just building each other up rather than because there's enough work for everybody yeah 100 percent. and i think as well it has to do with that that aspect of being given permission in some ways you see other people succeeding and doing really well at specific things and you're like yeah i can do that yeah Uh, i can do hard things yeah i can do hard (laughs) things yeah it's funny we were chatting about (laughs) i was chatting about ava and how we had this conversation this this weekend ava has this little little mantra that she she gets from from me and zai really that yeah, I can do hard things. She loves it. It's true. <laughs> I was so, and I tell myself that yeah, too. Yeah. I can. <laughs> I think it's important, like, yeah, to instill that in your children because oh, it's so sad how it can get knocked out of you. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Um, so for your business in general, we, we just want to know in, in terms of like what your sort of like dreams for, yeah. for the business and where do you want to take it and... What do you want to do? So I actually, I'm loving where it's at right now because it is actually where I want it to be. I just want to keep keep it going. Um, I think like you guys, I only want to take a certain number of weddings on a year. I, I don't want to take on 50, 60. I just think life is too short for that. I think it's all it's really important to create your memories with all uh, your children and other people around you. Um so so with that I'm in I, I'm in a good position this year and for next year as well. I'm over halfway with my capacity for weddings already which I think You know what Sam's going to say next? Oh what's he going to say? For next year. <laughs> what my oh, price, price is. is going to go up. I <laughs> <laughs> Told you. For next year. Yeah. Oh, I've got, like, got like two. Three? <laughs> yeah, that's because that's your prices staggering. are like. I'm Whoa. amazed at that. <laughs> Put your prices down, Sam. Okay, that's good. That is good, though. It's good. it's a really it is a positive sign. It shows that you're you're doing the right things as well. Yeah, and I think the, it, it shows that people are seeing you and finding you and connecting be, with you. Because I think as well, there can be a bit of a. Um, it's, 
it's a bit awkward, isn't it? Because social media, you need social media for people to see your business, mm. to get the work. A lot of my referrals still come through Instagram. Um, but I also find that you can get caught in a bit of a numbers game if you're not careful. And success isn't measured on how many followers I have. Like you've got a lot more followers than me, but that doesn't mean that, you know, my diary is empty. I just think, yeah, you have to really be careful in how you measure success as well in this business, yeah. because that can get you down. But just to counter what you like, Igor, he knew I'd say about putting price up, but that's, that isn't always correct. I do, I do think sometimes, and I thought this when you started one of those points about what the future holds and what mm -hmm. your ambitions are. Yeah. Sometimes it's okay to just say, I'm happy here. Yeah, that's mm. it. I'm happy in that's this it. Space. I think so. Contentment. Like, I think, yeah. I think we're all, like, I'm definitely guilty of this. I'm always, I'm very aware of being like, <laughs> nah, next thing, next Let's thing, go! next thing, next thing. Next no, thing. What else can I do? You know, yeah. even I had a Zoom call last night with a couple of them. And they're like, oh, look, you're doing so many things. I'm like, yeah, but oh, I'm doing a lot of things, but like, are, they, are they the right things? I don't know, like, have I lost kind of, you know, you, you take on more things, do you like then dilute your your strength and ability to do mm. those one do yeah. the things individually? I, Such I, a I good don't point. know, it's a... I don't know, I think we're all kind of... It's, it's a, a balance. Juggle. Yeah, it's, it's a real juggle. Yeah, there's no right or wrong. You just no, there have, isn't. There isn't. And you just have and... to be confident that what you're doing is the right thing for you right now. Yeah. Because I know that lots of people have five and 10 year plans. Um, I don't actually want to be doing this forever because of my age. There's a, there's a cap on how old I want to be getting up a ladder, taking a photo of someone, do you know what I mean? So so I know there will be a next step for me. Mm. What that is right now, I don't know because I'm happy just okay. to be on the journey right yeah. now. When I know things like this, they just evolve and something will happen. I know the next step will come when it's meant to happen. It's just having a belief that it will at the right time. And I think I, I, I trust it well, I trust it well. So it's exciting. <laughs> and hopefully no life-changing injury injuries well maybe there might be but they might more. happen you never know you never know yeah, i hope not as well yeah i'm a bit fed up with them but come on i've got four kids and uh, there's a lot of time yet for <laughs> for more hospital trips to happen but let's not uh, let's hope not anytime soon come on let's not hope so. <laughs> definitely not yeah we'd love to finish up with this great question of just looking back well you've heard a podcast enough so you know what's coming really i'm but... really intrigued as where this will go given, <laughs> given, you know, given your life know, experiences i'm kind of fa quite fascinated but go on Eagle. um but if you were to met meet um 14 year old helen today what would you say to her so i know this question's coming but still my mind goes blank <laughs> so whatever whatever springs yeah. to mind don't overthink it Thing is i've got a 14 year old haven't i and i just want to say get out <laughs> <laughs> but um i actually think just don't get caught up just don't get caught up in in the small stuff don't sweat don't sweat it just um i really think you just have to embrace the roller coaster in all honesty and just um yeah try not to get upset over things as well you just got to ride it out that's basically no, that's, that's good. basically that's good. it. That's good. No. Ride it out. <laughs> Thank you so much for stepping in. For stepping in know, and putting welcome. your hand up. Putting your hand up. It's <laughs> it, it can be quite daunting. Um to Especially come when you're only coming here just to sit on the sofa and watch. Yeah. 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 Like to, yeah. to step up and take within, notes you know, and half a day be like, oh actually well, I'm gonna just, sit there and I really chat. hope that 
there is well there's a listener for everyone yeah and i just hope that there's somebody else that's possibly struggling maybe with yeah. children yeah. that are thinking i can't do this or illness or anything and you you can you can get through it you can come on have you got any tips or i suppose i'm just thinking again if like those people like given what you've been through are there any kind of tools or mechanisms that you think are really helpful for people that might that might feel like they're in a position of like just i was gonna drowning is probably not the right word but you know <laughs> yeah, what i mean I like feel mean. like everything's getting, adversity. everything's getting a bit on yeah. top of them um again i think it's having a support network and just having people to talk to even if it's not a professional just having friends that you can open up to cry out to yeah um just be honest with and i think honest open conversations are huge um because yeah, I think, I think you bottle things up, up you like can't worst, you can't can do. no exactly exactly but so many people do that mm. and it's just not healthy i think it's really important just just to be honest and if you're struggling ask for help and that's the hardest thing i think more than anything isn't it mm -hmm. because you you get proud and you think oh i can do this on my own but no because you're just going to make yourself worse i think you just have to be honest with those around you and just ask for that support. And people are happy to help. They're happy to help you up and support you because you're going to do the same for them one day, I'm sure. Yeah, I think that and and then and then just to add to it as well, my, my bit of advice would be just to find a bit of time to, for yourself as mm. well. Isn't oh, it? It totally. comes back to that. Yeah. Just putting yourself and your health first. And that doesn't mean going out and doing like a 45 minute run. It might just be going for a 10 minute walk. Yeah. Or, or literally having a bath or yeah. like having some time yeah just yeah. doing nothing at all yeah. sometimes yeah yeah no it, it's interesting it's um it has been a real a real journey but we're just this is the start of it i feel like <laughs> this Exciting. is the start I love, I love your outlook i love your yeah. take on it i love your perspective i love how you've managed to take you've you've had things happen to you that would really test most people and i'm sure it ha i've got no doubt it's tested you but you've you've it's, it looks from here that you've taken each one with you know a huge amount of positivity and and kind of been able to channel that into no come on we're, we're going to be all right we're going to get through this and that's really commendable yeah really admirable helen thank you where can people find you i am on instagram helen rose photo or on my website is helenrosephotography.com amazing Perfect. thank you very very much you're welcome you've been amazing Brilliant. thanks helen thank you Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.